Bon dia, bon 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 oi, all of it. Um, it's officially season three, episode one. I am late. Tried to record yesterday, had terrible Wi Fi in the dorm. So I'm recording today, and I also don't have a cough today. Thank you, universe, because my cough was like messing the flow of the podcast. So Hopefully you can hear me well enough. I'm currently recording in the library space, um, like a private room. <clears throat> so I don't want to be too terribly loud. Even I just don't know like what can be heard or not. But I am very excited. So my birthday was two days ago. Um, I turned 23, and today is February 3rd, 2023, and um yeah three is my favorite number i am having a good year as of now i feel really good um i got told happy birthday at midnight very sweet and i got my first birthday gift quote unquote in december so i love it um i've already read the book and I got a really cute shirt. So, and I spent my birthday collecting all my freebies and um, at like a mall space that has like all the stores, it had most of the food places. I got full right away. <laughs> if you saw all my stories, it's in my story um, on Instagram 23. I have a list that I follow every year. I've added a few things that some people have sent me that I didn't know about, um, but like I added it after my birthday. So it's usually best to do it before and some most require apps nowadays, but um, and some like require you to purchase something. I do the ones that are completely free, um, especially like, you know, you're on a budget, whatever. And you can check in your country or state or area or whatever what places you can go to for free. Like in my state, we can go to the aquarium for free only on your birthday. It's only free for you. So I did that. I went an hour before closing, so I didn't get to see that much. I haven't been to the aquarium in like 10 years, so I'll definitely try to go again next year. I just got so busy with like my freebies and I did start my day an hour later because I was feeling not feeling too good. And um, I got to see a show, a seal show that I've never seen. I've never seen any shows at the aquarium. When I used to go for like school trips, it would just be whatever was like free. So just like looking at stuff. And I got to look a little and it was nice. It's smaller than I remember. Or maybe I just like, I don't know. It's just nothing like how I remember it. Um, And I guess I don't really remember it that well either. Um... I didn't buy any souvenirs or anything like that. So I had to pay for parking because I was going to take transit down there, but I decided to drive because of how the time and like the transit was going to take longer than me driving. So I had a really good birthday. Um, I got flowers and a cake and I got a second cake. Um, I got some happy birthday and I got a lot of birthday messages that were very sweet, Um, and yeah, like, 
I studied <laughs> when I got home to my dorm. I studied and I had an exam and I can report that I got an 82% on my exam. Very happy because um, I'm taking complex. I had just taken PEDS um, term before. So, so far we're in week four um, and it's going good. Can't complain. Um, and if you don't know or you're not aware, I, in January, was really busy and I got to the show that I needed to wait for the reunion before I could record, but, um, I got kicked out of my house and if you're interested in me talking about that, I will talk about it under a subscription podcast episode. So if people are interested because, you know, money is great. <laughs> It's better to support me. Like, I feel like I've said the story so many times. So, like, if I talk about it again, it's going to be for me getting money. Um, But, yeah, I'm happy to be back. I'm in a safe space, and I will probably have to be going back to the home I was kicked out of. And, um, you know, I'm just doing a thing with group therapy, solo therapy, spending time with my friends and people that um, I vibe with and stuff. I did a lot of traveling last year and I'm excited for the traveling I have planned for this year. Um, And yeah, I graduated in August, so I'm just working on that. And yeah, I wanted to say thank you for all the well wishes and the support and love. and yeah, I hope you guys are well. I hope your year has started off good. I hope you feel good and taking care of yourselves. I've done a lot of reading lately. I've had more time to do it, so I'm very happy about that. Um, yeah, so let's talk about what I've been in love with, obsessed with. Um, the first show I started with like, I don't usually do reality TV, especially dating reality TV, but I'm a faggot, so mind you. This show, I was watching Katya and Trixie Mattel's um, drag queens who like to watch on Netflix. I love watching reaction videos. Zavid and Kenny JD are also very good. And they were watching Love is Blind, the U.S. most recent season, I guess. And there was this one guy who put eye drops in his eyes to make it appear like he was crying. And I was like, what is this show? So I was looking like shows are similar to it and stuff. And their show called Dating Around on Netflix came up. They have a New York season, New Orleans season, and... Brazil season. I love this show. I really hope it comes back. I know it stopped because of COVID. Um, I highly, 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 highly recommend these shows I'm talking about today. So I watched it actually out of order as well, which I think is because someone had started to watch it or like, I don't know, something was weird. So the New Orleans season, um, what I love about the show, like before I even get into, because it's only certain people I'm going to talk about, but it was like the restaurants and the food. I was like, I want to go to New Orleans and I want to go here. 
I looked it up and there is a list of like all the places they went to. So when I go to New Orleans and when I go to New York and when I go to Brazil, I want to go to all of these places because I'm like, it looks so beautiful. It looks so delicious. Like forget the couples, even though the couples are pretty cute. Mind you, these are like really attractive people um, or like basic attractive people. Like they're not like supermodels are like realistically looking. And the thing about New Orleans is that there's like open containers um, of like alcohol. Like you can drink alcohol and like walk around and stuff like that. Like they have that type of, um, I guess, legislation in their state or city. And um, I really enjoyed all the seasons. Taking around is very queer, very diverse in um, not just gender and age, but also um, like identities. You have black people, not like a lot of non-white people, which I live for. Um, and the things that stood out, it was one, the first episode I've watched was with Diva. And Diva is South Asian, I believe. She never really like was specific, but she is a non-white person, beautiful brown woman like stunning like you look at this woman stunning you feel her like strong energy and i like that with each person um i guess their closest friend or someone that knows them the most will talk about their personality their dating life or like lack thereof or you know what they're hoping that they gain from the experience like hoping they find something so the whole just of dating around is you go on a date with five people it's a blind date and it can go however you think it's gonna go so for some people it's going like they start with drinks and then they're called to their table for dinner and then they can go for drinks again and usually ends with um a ride home in like a taxi a livery or whatever they can stop the day at any time either person like you, you see throughout the seasons that like so you aren't feeling each other and so they're like oh yeah i'm gonna go home we're like i don't think it's gonna work because it's a first date so the whole idea is to who are you going to choose for your second date you only choose one person if you get people's numbers or whatever that's your business and a big thing that i notice is like body language i really enjoy the body language because you can really tell who's digging someone romantically platonically or not at all i know for diva at the, at the end she chose a white girl because she is queer where she was on dates with men and women um and there was one guy he said that he was attracted to women who are bisexual he identified as a polyamorous person um but he didn't want, this is a blind date. Like this is the guy that Diva was on a date with. He didn't want his bisexual partner who was also poly to have another partner. Like he wanted to be the only man partner or the only partner. Like he was being very sexist and weird and it was clear that Diva was not interested in that. So I thought that was like hilarious i had to like rewind it and he like look at what he said exactly because i was like what the fuck is he talking about and um 
that was the most interesting part of her episode because it was just like some people, you know, they were like, oh, we have a second date or like, can I get your number? And she would be like, sure, or like, no, like, you could really, like, I like this dating show because it's so raw in like the sense of like, you're really seeing like a date, like a real date of like people like really getting to know each other, what, because everyone's different what they act. Some people act like really invasive, like serious questions are like lighthearted. You can see if they're like, you can just tell if they're getting along with like laughing, stuff like that. Um, who's next? There was one, two, three, four, five, six for New Orleans. New six people that went out with five blind dates. And they like all went really irked me. <laughs> Was that they all wore the same outfit every week of the date or whatever, every day of the date. And I guess it was the oh consistency, but I was like, I hate it. Like I wanted to see what their like date outfit style range would be. That was my one critique. I get it's supposed to be like seamless as if they're going on a date back to back or it's like the same day, a different person, blah, blah, blah. I didn't like that. Because <laughs> I was like, mm, now that we're in the same outfit. Um, I love Ben in New Orleans season. He's so happy and sweet and bubbly and like he just means well. He really got one of the girls. He also he brought all his dates flowers, like a single or like a little tiny um, bouquet of flowers. So sweet, so romantic. And yeah, she just wasn't feeling him at the end of the day and stuff, like not in a romantic way. Which you know, it's good to be able to tell those feelings because I feel like some people they try to force those feelings or they try to wait for it it's like if it's not there it's not there if it develops it develops um there was one woman who had a child not with her but like that was just whenever she had a child she traveled back and forth between both homes um and they had a lot of sexual energy and the thing about this show is that no one has sex as far as i know like once they get dropped off like you know even if they're like making out and all over each other it's like have a good night and blah, blah, blah. um but yeah he was super sweet he ended up going with a girl that was a singer i'm not sure if they're still together because new orleans is season two and that's what i started with on accident and according to what i found with netflix they only did an exclusive clip of like, where are they now for season one? I don't know why they didn't do it for season two, probably like COVID reasons or whatever, but of course there are articles, social media and stuff. But a lot of them, you know, once you get on a reality show or stuff, you kind of like change your social media or delete it because of whatever negative or positive energy you're getting. So I liked Ben. Demi was also pretty cute. Um, I believe also South Asian brown woman, like I'm not sure. She was straight. Um, she was just pretty, like <laughs> I just don't have much. I did not like Justin. Justin was very immature. I felt like he's not ready for a serious relationship and I, yeah, that's just the vibe I got from him. Like, I don't think anyone from this season 
is in a relationship with someone they were on with the show on had a blind date on with a show and chose for like because it starts with like the date the blind date at night and then it's like as daytime it's like the scene changes and then the whole thing is like the second date who is it going to be coming like who's it going to be walking towards them for the second date that they chose or whatever and I also believe in the neural scene. I remember there was this gay guy that actually had a blind date with someone that he had dated, had a dated before, like went on one date with or something. And they were like, oh my gosh, like, he was like, don't I know you? Like, oh my gosh, messy. Because he didn't even choose him, but he fully was like making up with this man. So it's this guy. And he was like, don't be in a douchebag again and like not text me or whatever, whatever. And he didn't even choose him. And I was like, of course you didn't choose him. Because this guy was fine. Like, he was a fine man. I was like, why did you choose him? I would have chose him. I'm like, you don't deserve him. Like, you're playing games. Um, all right. And so then I went to the New York season, which is season one. And I also love the restaurants that I looked them up and I have the list now because I'm like, I gotta go. I recommend it to everybody. I don't know anyone that lives in New Orleans, but I know people that live new, near New York. And I'm like, watch this show, go to these restaurants, like, period. Um, the one that stuck out to me, Lex is a gay man. Um, and he is like really artsy looking. Like I feel like everyone, even the New Orleans or New York one, like very artsy looking people. And he went on dates. Mm, there was something like spectacular about his date. He's East Asian. Um, he met with someone that like was very like. I love their accent. It was like he was from Milan or like Italy or something or like Germany, and he was just like. It was just like. It was interesting, um, but it was one guy like that had this. I did not like his beard. It was like that pencil beard thing, like that Western thing, and he was brown. And I was like, I do not like this guy for him. And he wasn't feeling him. And like the way he was eating, like with his mouth open, and like I could just tell, like, because even like it's the same restaurant, it's the same bar, so you can order different things. Um, on the menu like different days you can order different things and you know kind of have to pretend like you've never been there um or you like yeah like you don't talk about the other blind dates essentially but it's a show so i feel like they know but um, yeah there was some touching some making out but the guy you went on a date with i did not expect him to go on a date with i was like mm. i didn't really think they had that much chemistry but that was just my opinion but um I believe in the Netflix exclusive that he was saying that he kind of it like fizzled out. So he's older. He's a lot. He's like in his early thirties, and he was saying that um, you know, dating has just totally changed, which is true. Um, but you know, there was nothing super interesting about his episode. For Mila, she is, um, I believe she identifies as a lesbian. All of her dates were women, um, a wide variety and range of women, too. Um, and I love, I love that. 
Um, her dates, I think they went to an ice cream shop. That was like their second place instead of a bar. So it started with drinks at the bar, dinner, and then an ice cream like truck thing, which was cute. It was one date that like, I was like, I could never date somebody like this. And I have been on a blind date with someone like this actually. Um, she is a Meghan Markle looking girl. Like I think she's half white. She's like a black girl that um, she's only ever dated white girls. And I'm like, Mila is black for people that don't know. But I'm just like, I would, I just don't like being the like first black girl. But also it's like, why is your, like, I don't know. I don't date white. Don't get me wrong. I don't care to. Hopefully I never will. Um, I've talked to white people. I'm supposed to have put one as another story. It's actually in my subscription podcast part or whatever. I think it's called E the Baker. Yeah. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just didn't like that. But she reminded me of like such an L word type of character because she was like, oh yeah, I know all the queer bars. Me and my friends always go and we go to any bar, we make it a queer bar and like go into any bar and it's like, I've probably hooked up with like half the room or dated half the room. And I'm like, gosh, New York is not that small, but I guess like that kind of makes sense. I think my area is kind of like that, but I'm not dating in my area right now. So it's kind of like, I'm fine. Yeah, I just started dating women. So I'm like, "Mm, I'm fine. I don't have that curse yet, but um. I liked Leonard. He was the oldest um, cast member. Um, He was, I think, a retiree in his 60s. His wife had died about three years at the time before. And he is an atheist who was raised Jewish. Um, He doesn't have children, I believe. And it was interesting watching him on dates. They got some like age appropriate days. I thought they were gonna have like young women, but he probably was like, no, I want someone my age. There were some that were like younger looking, like they were older, like, you know, you could tell someone's older, but it was like, they just looked really good for their age. Um, So I loved that. And there was one woman, I felt so sad for her. Like I was sad watching her because she was just so insecure. Her daughter, it was her first only day since her husband, she took care of him in end of life care, um, like maybe 10 years ago or something. And she just never dated, never really talked to people like, you know, when she wanted to get out there. But I don't know, she just didn't have confidence in a way where like, because he wasn't really into her. Um, she had her phone because her daughter kept texting her and asking her how it was going. And it's like, girl, like, I don't know. If it was my parent dating and they're old, I'm like, not going to bother them. I'm like, text me when you get there. Text me when it's over. I can call you and like, make sure you're okay. But like, I'm not going to text you during the date. And Leonard didn't really like that. He was just vibing with her. But she just was like talking about on the ride home with him. Like, you know, she really enjoyed herself. Like, are we on a second date? And he's like, I don't think so. Um, you're a wonderful lady and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, just like looked like she was crushed. And like, girl, you got to get back on the horse. Like you just keep dating, you keep doing the thing. You don't let it like, you know, I don't know. She just needed like some therapy, I think. And like to really date herself, which I really 
um, think it's important to date yourself. I know I still do that. Even in a relationship, I date myself um, because I come first. I matter first. I am in love with me first. So I think that's really important. Um, who else for season New York? Gurky, super beautiful woman, brown, South Asian. Um, she got married young. She divorced young as well i think um all these people are super successful too or like successful in their own right and the other people she wanted to date with didn't really stand out be and also which made sense because i didn't really feel like she was connecting much with them i did like the um cop guy or whatever i don't really care for like military people but he was kind of sweet and cute and i thought you know even though we're not like, I'll get to the show of Japan, but like Japan is very like, it's very taboo and like can be judged really harsh and shunned for being divorced. In America, women are probably looked down more than men and all that stuff, misogyny and shit. So one of these white cis hetero elite entitled men with Gurkeen was like, really i don't know he was kind of like talking down to her and also kind of yelling at her about her being a liar because she married someone when she it was it was a cultural thing they were both about the same culture and they were dated and it just was like one of those things like someone who doesn't have a culture or doesn't have cultural expectations cannot understand and i totally understood what gurky was going through in the sense that it just sometimes it's easier to do it than to not and he was so rude to her it was like i can't believe this happening but i can also definitely see it happening and good for her because she was one of the few episodes that um because also you don't have to go on a second date so you can have like a whole scene where you're just like going out doing something you like with friends or by yourself or whatever and it just shows like you didn't choose anyone but plot twist, the director of the show, actually, I came up to her. He's also brown. I think he's half white. And um, he was like, you know, they're really connected. So they actually started dating because this was like right before COVID um, or yeah. And I'm not sure if they're still together. I follow both of them. I follow most of the cast members and on social media that have social media. And yeah, I was really happy for her. Like doing her own thing and standing her ground and standing up for herself because you could see watching it how traumatic that was to experience so um who else i love sarah sarah reminds me of a friend of mine lisette just like very artsy like red lip like quoting movies and art and just very femme fatale um and there was one day she went on and he was making like very suggestive comments and it made her uncomfortable she didn't even finish her food she was like yeah i think i'm gonna go um home i have a migraine and he was like are you serious and she was like yep have a good night thanks um and I think he just wasn't in the mood. She also wasn't attracted to him. And she was he was kind of being gross, I believe, in her mind. And there was this other guy. 
he was dressed like really basic like not saying that I'm the best dressed person but like I think he had on sweatpants and a hoodie and Sarah it was like to hold up like as a date you know like look cute or whatever put some effort like but he kind of was sexy like it was clean so he kind of looked like sexy I don't know and Sarah was so sexually attracted to him and um I think he asked the question when after they had drinks dinner and then they went to get coffee I think um what is your goals relationship like do you think I think they were talking about sex like do you think that sex is an important aspect or something like that and he felt like they had two different opinions about or things that they wanted like so he said you know he's told her good night um and she was just so into him that she said out loud which i was like girl this is like an inside thought she said out loud i'm gonna go home and masturbate and she was just so flustered so red like so excited and i was like and i'm like from the guy like and i was like oh my gosh they are gonna keep this i was like of course they kept this in the freaking episode i can't with sarah so no one from that episode or season um who had a second date continued with the person i think maybe mila did i gotta check on social media because that's the end of the u.s season and then it goes into i watched brazil um brazil is also very good so i recommend um not love it yeah dating around so i definitely recommend it Ooh, 2019 is when it aired so yeah okay so dating around brazil brazil oi 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 que lindo okay i might by the end of this year be really good at portuguese obviously you guys know i speak spanish when i tell you i always thought portuguese was gonna be super hard for me i might be the girl i might be the portuguese girl i may be the portuguese doll um i definitely want to go to brazil now more than ever i always wanted to go to south america and travel like to chile and um colombia just um not grenada um guyana all of the countries um but now i want to go even more now than ever so dating around brazil so good so good so good so good like queer diverse same like the same energy the same vibes um let's see let's see what i have so you have elena and elena she was a freaking at the time of filming because this was during covid i think she was freaking younger than me and she looked older and i was like what everyone in brazil has tattoos everybody the nuns the priests doesn't matter everybody has freaking tattoos love that a lot of the women have lip plumper or lip fillers um and they kind of look like they have work done a little bit also they're so gorgeous like a lot of them are gorgeous they have tans like natural tans because of the sun and just beautiful 
Um, so Lana's episode, she like kissed everybody, or everyone kissed her. Um, she cried, like Priscilla's are so emotional. The men, the women, the non-binaries, so everyone's crying. Like everyone's emotional, everyone is so proud of everyone. It's just so beautiful, I love that. Um, her most notable date that became her second date um, was a transgender um, female to male per guy. And I didn't, I was like, she was shocked. And I was like, I love that because that they incorporate that, that was, you know, they kept her dates diverse. They were like, okay, well, you like men. Well, this is a man. Like, we're going to give you men. Like, you know, I'm sure they would act like, oh, um, blah, 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 you know, because she could have been like, mm, okay, no, or okay, yeah, or whatever, like me, you put me on a date with anybody, I'm cool with it, I'm very open, and I know that when I was looking up what happened after for everyone, that the person she wanted to date with, he actually had a child, um, with his partner, he carried his child, and, um, yeah, I think they have a son now or something. So, yeah, kudos to him. And, yeah, she, I think she was talking about, Elena was talking about how she, like, had to survive on her own. And she didn't have, like, family to support her and stuff like that. There was a lot going on. A lot of tears. Dieter, I don't remember, Raisa was a queer person as well all her dates were women um nothing notable about that jota nothing notable jolema she's a milf not a milf to me but she's considered a milf and her second date was a guy a black man he had locks like i love locks like me locking my hair i just like get excited about seeing locks and um I know she was older. She's one of the probably late 30s, close to her 40s, or actually in her 40s. She has an older son, like a teenage son. And um, I think she was like divorced and like looking to date again, all that stuff. So it was interesting. Like it's a wide range of like identities and age and like backgrounds. Um, and they love to drink. Brazilians love to drink. And there was this drink that she kept getting or it was like i forgot what it's called but it looks like a very light type of wine like almost close to water and it had like fruits in it um so i thought that was interesting but the restaurants again i looked it up i found them and i'm gonna go because i i love the idea of um eating good food and like nice scenery all of it. Um, yeah, there was nothing like super notable that I can remember. I just know that I enjoyed watching Dating Around all three seasons. I really enjoyed it. I hope we get another one. Um, and so moving on to Love is Blind. I only watched two Brazilian seasons and the Japanese season. I did not, and I will not watch the US seasons. Thank you so much. I think the foreigners know what they're doing. They know how to pull at my heartstrings. They know how to keep me entertained. They talk about a lot of things. 
um, Love is Blind. I'm sure the U.S. version works like the other ones. So same gist. Um, if you've never seen it, Love is Blind is, I think it's like 12 people, 12 men, 12 women. This is a straight show. There's no one that I know to be queer in this show. Everybody's super straight, and I think it only works to be straight. If they did Love is Blind, they would have to do a queer one for it to work because it's like 12 and 12, right? And it's totally blind where you don't see the person. You're just talking. So you're just sitting in a room, talking to them. You don't see them. Don't know what they look like, anything like that. Um, and you do it for like... There's no limit to how many days. It's just until the experiment, because they call it an experiment, until each person is paired up. And then whoever doesn't pair up with someone, they just leave the show, like, you know, because not everybody can find someone. Because the whole idea is to be engaged. So that's how you get paired, is when you get engaged. And then you can finally meet the person you're engaged to. It's wild. Would I do it? I try anything once, but I'm happy where I am right now, so I'm good. Um, so I started with Brazil season one, and oh my gosh, that's the only one that has a reunion episode that is on YouTube, like Netflix didn't put it in the season, but for season two, the, um, season two reunion just got released on my birthday, um, but it's also online, so I'm not sure why they didn't do both on Netflix, but it's only in Portuguese for the season one. I didn't see if the season two has these subtitles because I watched it. I watch it audio in Portuguese, but I keep the subtitles in English because I don't want to miss what they're saying. And sometimes you can tell that the translation doesn't match up. Um, let's see. So season one, we ended up having four couples, I believe. And even when you get, so you go through the whole thing of like, it starts with the honeymoon, quote unquote, where you're going to this like resort type of like secluded place on the beach or like somewhere. And you're like spending time, you're going on dates, you're doing activities, you're having sex. And the Brazils, I don't know about the US season, but the Brazilians, they have sex. Like not everyone's having sex, obviously like, you know, not right away or maybe not at all or don't want the cameras to see, but having sex. <clears throat> and mm, that's like a few days. And then they get an apartment or a house or whatever to live together before the wedding. You know, talking, deciding about meeting each other's families and friends and, um, you know, it's like back to the real world because, you know, they could start working again. Um, and a lot of them live in different cities in Brazil. So I learned that there's a lot of different cities where people are like, oh, you're from the East or like, oh, you're from the West and blah, blah, blah. Um, until like you do the dress fitting and the tux fitting. And Mm, what's next then it's like even to the the bachelorette or bachelor party and like the guys will do it and the girls will do their own thing and then they'll come together and then the 
people who weren't matched, like the rest of the cast, they joined them for it, which is really sweet. Um, this in the season one, the guys got a tattoo called "Better Together" became their catchphrase. I don't know why, but Brazilians love tattoos, so it's whatever. There was one guy; he was Persian, and they said that because during the Love Is Blind, like can see each other because he did get proposed to one of the women. They were like, he didn't want to tell you where he was from because he didn't want to be judged or whatever because I don't even know about like whatever is going on in Persia but you know I think it's like Islam and stuff like that he just didn't want to be judged in that way because they were saying that his Portuguese is not even good so I guess I was like to me it sounds like Portuguese but I'm not Brazilian so you know maybe they could tell that his Brazilian is not native tongue to him um, and then there was one guy, let me see, I have notes about this. Love is Blind, Brazil, season one, because, um, so Mac and Tiago both like Nanda, and, hmm. They were like getting into about who she'll choose or whatever. Nanda ended up choosing Thiago, which mm, the thing about the show is in the pods is what they call the rooms that they talk to each other from before they meet each other. A lot of people are like totally different than who they are in real life or, you know, real life hits them or whatever, or whatever. Because that's season two that that happens. Yeah, season two is something else that happens that I'll get to, but, and so, you know, the show, it's just like, seeing together, he just was saying, like, sexist and, like, rude things, and I didn't like him for her, like, the longer we were together, I was like, I just don't like him for her, and he was, like, kind of slut-shaming her, because he was like, yeah, I never wanted to be with a woman who slept with, with as much people as I have. Like, and I'm like, what? Like, dude, like, Nanda, mind you, did propose to this man because it's not really a, like who proposed to do who was like whoever, you know, get a yes or no. I'm like, I don't like him for her. Oh. And even that at the bachelor group party, was telling her, like, you know, I hope you're happy, like, I'm happy for you, I just want you to be happy, like, because you could kind of tell he still has feelings for Nanda, and that was his first time seeing her, and her first time seeing him, you know, because all the guys had, like, group chats and stuff, and then Nanda was telling him, like, yeah, we don't have group chats, the girls don't, because we don't want interference about stuff, we just want to, like, spend time with you, which was, like, very, very, very different. From what the guys were doing and there was things with um the persian guy um his name was shane cheyenne cheyenne he because okay so there were four couples lana and liso carol and hudson nanda tiago anna cheyenne and dai 
Diane, but they kept calling her Di. And um, Rodrigo. And for Anna and Cheyenne, like, she had a daughter. I think her daughter was, like, two or three or something. And she wanted Cheyenne to bond with her because she was like, this is my, like, this is, like, the best part of me. Like, because Anna was is a model and Cheyenne he works for his family's business like they come to entrepreneurs like a lot of them come to entrepreneurs but they do like specific things so he sold like rugs and stuff and I don't know he got distracted with work when he she was supposed to be there and was like uh and there was a lot of things behind the scenes that I wish we could have seen when the cameras weren't there and and I would say like you're acting totally different you're like more loving and attentive and like nice to me when the cameras are here but when the cameras are gone you're mean like you say hurtful things and I also think it was like a language barrier he could speak Portuguese and understand Portuguese fluently but he would say things in a way that didn't make sense in Portuguese example they were arguing and stuff and she's trying to tell him like I want you to be more romantic and loving like you were before like you told me you can be and he's like I don't want to fight let's be friends and I think the way it translated, Anna took it as he didn't want to be with her. He was like, let's just be friends, let's not be together. Like, But I think he was saying, like, let's not argue, right? But he didn't have the patience to break it down and explain that to her. He was just so mean, so rude, nasty, and, like, made her cry and, like, made her feel like, you know, he wouldn't be, she didn't, she, want, she wanted a father for her daughter, which that is a complicated thing that I can understand where it's like, I don't think I could expect anyone to be the parent to my child. Like, yes, there's some step parents that will take that role and boom, boom, boom. But not everyone is capable of that. Sometimes, you know, you just got to, like, date someone and stuff and not really expect them to be a parent to your child or don't involve them in your child's life, if that makes sense. And I think for some people, it's hard to be themselves or hard to not have that because they're like, oh, they'll benefit, blah, blah, blah. But the great thing about Anna is that she has great family, great parents to support her in that way. Um, and so in the end, we were having four couples that were supposed to go to the altar. Because at the altar, you can say yes or no. Like, you don't have to go through with the wedding. You can even stop it before. You don't have to, like, get all the way there. Which I'm like, I wish more people would stop it before because it's like, who would want to go through all of that? Like getting the dress, the bachelor party, meeting your family, blah, blah, blah. It's like if you know that you don't want to do this, like don't do it. Um, so Lana and Lisa. Lana is a therapist and Lisa is an entrepreneur. He does like something with neurology, I think. They say yes. They get married. There were some issues about Lana because she's a therapist, like over-dissecting everything. But otherwise, they were pretty cute. But later on, after the show, and after the reunion, they did did a divorce a few months later because of some family emergency going on, which seems kind of like, "Mm." because the thing I noticed about Brazil, a lot of Brazilian people, like, they're lawyers. There's so many freaking lawyers in Brazil. They're lawyers. They're nurses. They're like these professionals and love the tattoos they have, love that they have so full of life. But they're also like social media people. And I think it's because, you know, the country they live in is poor. The country they live in has a lot of issues politically, um, socially, all of that stuff that, you know, why not 
take this opportunity to not only like you know try to find love if you really want it but gain popularity to earn money and stuff like i don't blame them like you know do your thing so a lot of them will be a lawyer and a model or some of them just like modeling i mean they're very attractive people so i honestly don't blame them um nanda is a makeup artist and she also had her own she has her own business and Thiago was like judging shit up her. He's like, Oh, you thread eyebrows, that's all you do, you just do plug plug and I'm like, Fuck you, like Yeah, that's what people do. They get their fucking eyebrows plucked. <laughs> well, she was threading it. Um Nanda and Thiago both said yes. You know, I just I don't know, I just didn't touch Thiago. And then Carol and Hudson say yes because I didn't like Hudson trying to force Carol. Um, she's a lawyer. They're the one black couple in this season um, to invite her father, who like is a sperm donor. He didn't raise her. He didn't wasn't a part of her life. Like, if he's trying to be a part of her life now, like just because she's successful and doing her own thing, like no. And. I don't know, he didn't really like her to be independent and I would watch interviews about her after. And a lot of people brought up, oh, because she's black, like she's so aggressive, mobile. And I'm like, no, she's not. Like she's fine. Like they're both fine. Like I don't really like Hudson. I feel like a lot of people were saying that he used her um, after the show and like, cause they, got a divorce like you know he did all that to get attention I think he was like a personal trainer or something and I didn't like that for her and I was like yeah fuck him she's beautiful I mean they're two beautiful people but you know um there's like racism like you know in everywhere so and then Nanda and Thiago they did get divorced and Nanda and Max started to date the a guy she was talking to as well, like before she had proposed to Thiago. And they he proposed to her at the reunion. Like there was a point where after reunion, after there was like a group discussion, the one-on-one with the person you were married to. She had no hard feelings with her and Thiago. It just so you know. It meant to be she was happy dating Mac. And he proposed to her and she was like, Amor, Isirio, Isirio. Like, and he was like, Si, Si, Isirio. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, she was so happy. Like, you could tell she was just so much happier, so much more comfortable with Mac. And I think last year they had a baby and their son is so cute. And her dog likes Mac because that was a thing that her dog didn't like Diago. Her dog was about to fuck Diago up. And I was like, see, that was a sign. That should have been her sign. But, you know, she was trying to, like, make it work. She had lost her mom a few years back. And she just was like, she wanted to be married. She wanted to have kids. She was like, you know, it was a lot. She's the type of person that kind of keeps her emotions in. She didn't like to cry. She even had a birthday party during the show. Because she just, like, didn't celebrate a lot of things. Because after losing her mom, it just, like, was a lot. And then Anna and Cheyenne. Cheyenne said no, and Anna said no. And Dai and Rodrigo both said no. 
It says all the way to the altar. And um, I felt really bad for Di. Anna and Cheyenne, I'm glad because they were so toxic. Anna even left the freaking apartment and tried to make things work. And I don't know, he just was like an asshole to her. I didn't like him for her. Di and Rodrigo. Rodrigo, he um, is Portuguese Jewish and he just acted totally different he told her like i could be romantic i could do this it's like always empty promises and like when they got to the apartment and stuff like he just wasn't he wasn't affectionate he felt like that was too much he was like a very much of a neat freak that it made die because die was very messy it made her like very unhappy in the sense where she felt like she couldn't be herself and he was rude that he told something sexual to about something about her like sexual to the guys and it got back to her from the wives and you know she tried to forgive it's just like you could just tell she just felt so lost and so sad and broken over everything and she was trying to make it work she really was so i'm glad she didn't end up with rodrigo they don't have any like hard feelings you know she just deserves better. Like a lot of them deserve better. So really there was no couples at the end of season one, but there was one that was created through still through the show. So that was like really good. I think all of them are still single. Um, because I follow most of them on social media. All right, season two of Love is Blind Brazil. We had a lot more diverse cast, a lot more black women. Um, and there was one that I have to start with that really made me sad and really confused and also like Brazil, what the fuck? Um, let's see. I have her name somewhere. Amanda Souza. She is, I think, a therapist. Hold on. She's either a therapist or a lawyer. <clears throat> she is an image consultant. Um, and I guess in Brazil, she's considered like plus size. And it was in the way, like, she had connected with this guy she had got proposed to. She, you know, she had said, which was so interesting, she had said that it's difficult for her to date and, like, maintain a relationship because it always bothers the men in the end about her size and, I guess, how they look in public or whatever. The nice woman's fashionable, gorgeous, like, I don't know what it is about her, but her eyes are like, they like really pierce through you. And I'm like, you know, my my girlfriend is not skinny. I am not skinny. So like, who am I? I don't know. I, I have an eating disorder, mind you. I have body issues, but I am not, att- not attracted. I'm not attracted to someone by their size. Like, as long as you're doing like I am and you exercise it doesn't have to be every day 
and you eat well and you're taking care of yourself, I don't care about how big or small you are, as long as you're okay, as long as it's for you and not for someone else. And she got engaged, she met the guy, and he like kissed her and he started crying and he was like shaking and like it was a lot for him. And it was her size. And I mean, watch the fucking show. Like, I'm gonna put her image as like the um, icon for this episode, but she is not big. Like, if we're gonna compare her to other big women, she is not Lizzo size. She's like Cat Graham size, I would say. Like, I guess that's considered plus size, but like, I don't know. It just really bothered me because I was like, he said that he couldn't do it. Like, he was literally hyperventilating. And she was like, it happens. Like, this has been a lot to me. And I'm like, why? Like, what is it in Brazil? Like, she's not, first of all, she's black. And I just didn't get it. It just really fumbled me because, like, even in season one, like, there would be scenes where, like, they're twerking and dancing and stuff. These are not skinny women. These are not threats. The hosts that are married, she's a fucking, like, pinky. But, like, a lot of them have, like, body. They have breasts and booty and curves that are natural and blah, blah. So I'm like, what? But, you know, that institutionalized brainwashing be hitting hard. Um so yeah because they even brought her back for the reunion and we're like are you in a relationship she was like no i'm still single and i'm like that's wild but that's somebody's truth that's someone's experience that's something that happens and like fucking look into yourself like i know the other day i was talking to someone and he was like he doesn't do big girls like and you know i don't do white men so you can have a preference or whatever but like i don't know i just couldn't For me personally, like your size doesn't matter if you're doing all the right things because yes, I can do everything to become like skinny or whatever, but would I be happy? Would I be doing this or happy? Or would I be constantly worried about trying to get to a certain size? Would I be restricting and dieting and all these things? I mean, sure you can get small without doing that, but it would put me in an unhealthy space I don't want to be back in. Let's just say that. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, Let's see. The couples are Veronica Williams, Diago, Vanessa, Tamara, Allison, um, Mera, and Guillerme, Guillerme, and Flava, and Robert. And only so four people made it to the altar. One couple did not, and two people got married, and one divorced. Veronica and William, oh my gosh. I would have loved to be on like Twitter, TikTok, or Instagram during when the show was airing because William is the mama's boy. Like, that man is a pussy and also a liar because he's like, oh, they don't pay my bills. Like, I have my own stuff. It's like, no, your family and your mom specifically does fucking pay your bills. You fucking bitch ass nigga. 
Like, mind you, black, but I call it a ready nigga, but no, literally, bitch ass nigga. Veronica, gorgeous, stunning. And they kept bringing up that she was bald. And I'm like, can't she just be a beautiful, gorgeous woman? Why she gotta be black and bald? Why, why are we pointing out these adjectives? Like, what the fuck? Um, and he made it all the way to the altar. He said he was gonna say yes, blah, 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 blah. Change his mind so his mom said something. Like, my mom been saying shit the whole time. Um, besides that, <clears throat> Tiago and Vanessa. Mm, I'm pretty sure the ones that didn't go through with the wedding, they like at the bachelor party had broke up. So Vanessa went. And in the reunion, like, he was just fake and like also talking to someone else during the show or like. It was just, um, he was like, oh, don't bring her up, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's my current girlfriend, give her privacy. And she's like, yeah, but it was during when you were in cage. Like, let's talk about it. Vanessa's gorgeous, redhead, beautiful. Tamara and Allison, they got married. They're the one couple that stayed together. Tamara's black, Allison's white. She had, like, I think she's a lawyer, abogado. Um, and she had like dipped on like her whole family and the person she was with for like nine years. And um, then she came back and was engaged to this white man because they were like, oh, we have differences and blah, blah, blah. They work, they're still together, they're happy, cool. Mira and Guillera, Guillerme, um, Mira is a MILF, I think. I don't think she's an actual mother, but she's older. Um, very beautiful, and Gary was just very fake and an asshole. Um, Flava, Flava, and Robert. I was really rooting for them. They were the other black couple. And I was really rooting for them, not because they were black. I just thought they were getting along. I mean, Flava and like during the honeymoon part wasn't really trying to have sex. And he, she was like, oh, please go to sleep. Like, stop trying to have sex with me right now. And he respected that. He was really patient with her. He really opened himself up emotionally. And he'd never really done that in relationships. But they had both cleared their dating apps when they got back to the real world after the honeymoon. And uh, while they were in cage, but he didn't fully delete it. He was explaining how he deleted it from the homepage, but not his actual phone. And he was essentially like kind of cheating on her, even after they got married and everything. Um, and so, yeah, they got divorced. Like, he was so vulnerable about how, like, he fucked up. Like, he is still in love with her and he doesn't think he'll be able to love again and blah, blah, blah. And I felt. Felt bad for both of them and you know she's a nurse and she's a body piercer she's just so interesting like you would think oh she's like so too she's blah, blah blah but no this girl just has so much about her and he really fucked up like and i was rooting for both of them which is so sad um but it is what it is and the great thing about veronica is friends with Amanda, um, their best friends, like, she came up in the show, like, came to visit her and stuff, 
and the thing was like they weren't supposed to tell their family or friends about being in the show until they like got engaged and came back or whatever and it was like you know they essentially disappeared for like a month or something like they gave their kids and pets and all that not a lot of them have kids like no one in this season had kids as far as i can tell um so yeah season two i did i do skip through some parts that are like boring i want to get to like the good parts but there's not a lot of boring parts um but yeah there's only there was one divorce one couple for season two which is better than season one because season one essentially had a lot of marriages a lot of divorces and no couples at the end there was one that was created that wasn't even the pairing so um and then we have love is blind tokyo uh well love is blind japan love is blind japan so different from love is blind brazil and i'm sure i'm a, i'm really aware that love is blind us is also very different so most of us know about japanese culture about them being very um disciplined strict not very um out with their emotions respectful to their elders all of those things when i tell you it was such like a different experience watching it some of it was kind of slow but also like what they consider foreigners are different from like what we as in the states or like other countries would consider foreigners so there were some people that were not fully japanese or they were not raised in japan or something like that to that extent so there was one guy i don't know i just didn't trust him like that like i feel like he was playing there was this girl so pretty she um is indian and japanese and um the other girl was japanese and she went to school in the states so she could speak english so he would speak english and japanese to both of them um and I don't know, I just didn't, he rubbed me the wrong way, even though he didn't get married. But it's like he chose because the Indian Japanese girl did not choose him. So he went back talking to the Japanese girl who spoke English. Um, yeah, he went back to talking to her after she was like sure that he wasn't going to choose her like privately. Mostly with the women, they were very emotional privately and like trying to keep their emotions in and stuff and it was just like a lot of Chelsea going on I was like oh how can I fall for someone that I don't need to see like my heart my heart it's like it was just a lot so um there's a lot of shame about divorces um I'm not sure about when men are divorced because well, no, I didn't, I don't think the men who got divorced, because there was one guy, he said that he was married or engaged or something, got divorced, and there wasn't much shame, but when it came to the women, there was like two women who have been married and were divorced, they were really emotional about it and scared to be like shunned, most of the men did not care, but like, it's such a big deal in Japan, Japanese culture that I was like, wow it was like kind of awkward like watching that and like they were really like terrified to tell anybody they were like i know that you like me and like i just want to be honest and they were so cute like in the brazil one you can like there's a slot you can send things i don't know about the us one but in the tokyo one he like sent like 
donuts and they sent flowers when they were kind of engaged they would give flowers and i was like that's how you engage like if you can't you ask like because even though they were going to see each other because i loved when they meet each other the water is in brazil it's like water um and the japanese one has water too but it's over a bridge because season two of brazil they didn't have water um but it was so gorgeous and some of them would dress in traditional japanese clothes um and meet their husband and or their, meet their wives and some it's just like some were like very physical but most of them were like um brief hug don't really touch each other like during the honeymoon phase and stuff it was like a big deal like i hope that they, they would say to the camera i hope that we can get to the point where we hold hands i want to hold hands with them and i was like so we're not having sex in this season. Like, that's what I got from it. And some people were totally different outside the pods. And they didn't go into the wedding stage. Um, they didn't make it out of the living together stage where they broke up during the living together stage. There was one girl, she was younger with an older man. I think she was trying to force herself to be with him because he was kind to her. And But, but it was like... He was like, I don't want to. He's like, I think we both know that. They got to the whole wedding stage. And he was like, I think we both know that you don't want to do this. And I was like, maybe it's a culture thing of why she didn't say anything. But it was like, wow. Um, there was one couple, like, I am so confused about what's going on with her. It made me, he was a doctor. And it made me feel like they were just like, not talking to each other. I think they just weren't clicking. And she had like some emotional like things going on with her too. And they just weren't clicking and they reconciled. Just like, you know, to be kind and stuff. But this one did not have that many couples. Um... There was only two weddings, and as far as we know, they're still together. Because what I liked about the Japan season, I don't believe that there was anyone who made all the way to the altar and said no. I think everyone had broken up by then, so there was only two weddings. Um, there was one wedding about, because everyone, like, most of their parents in all of the seasons were, like, traditional in the sense where, you know, <coughs> they were, like, this is dumb like this is not appropriate like who gets married somebody don't know and the guy i wondered he had like he was a hairdresser and so she loves that she's like he keeps like fixing my hair he's so sweet um but his hair was blonde and then when he met the parents it was black i think it was his parents and i was like did he dye it because he was meeting the parents or because he wanted to change like you just weren't sure because she even said when she looked at him she was like he kind of looks scary like not i think it's just like he's tall and like tattoos and stuff and like a little bit of piercings and i think like she was just like soft um to hide them or whatever and like ending in their culture like he kind of is like a scary looking type of person but he didn't um 
There's some people that it was just interesting watching. It's a good season. You'll probably skip around unless you're really into Japanese culture or like you're really trying to. I don't know. It was good. I enjoyed it. I think there's supposed to be. Let me see. Netflix was telling me that there was a um, Love Is Blind. Let me see. Love Is Blind. I think it was gonna be Sweden, which I'm really excited for. If you know anything about me, I fucking love Sweden, Norway, Netherlands. I love those, like, and I know that can be really diverse. It'd be interesting if they got some, like, Muslim or, like, African, like, East African, um, like, Somali, Ethiopian, Eritrean people because they usually like you know date within their own culture or like get arranged or whatever so it'll be interesting so i'm excited for that i'm not sure i put i slided it to remind me or like alert me when it comes release because release so i'm not sure when it's going to come out i wonder if let me see love is blind sweden if it has like a date in mind There was a casting call in November of last year. It says 2023, but it doesn't say when. So it could be the summer or springtime. So I'm hoping, I'm excited for that. And I'll definitely get upset about that. Um, Let's see if I'm missing anything else. But yeah, that's what I I noticed, and that's what I did. <coughs> I was um into. <coughs> there hasn't been much. There won't be any other dating soap shows. Like I highly recommend those to people that like want mm, dating shows that aren't trashy and cheesy and like super fake, like. These just kind of show you, like, I would if I was a psychology student, I would be studying these and watching these. Like, it's very interesting to see how people maneuver, um, even though I am interested in, like, mental health, like, for my own self and as, like, a future clinician. It was just, like, wow. So that's, like, me talking about it. I think that's basically all I want to talk about. I have posted online about the books I've been reading. I've because I decided I don't want to spend a lot of money this year. So I've been doing a lot of um, reading and posting about it. And I have a book that's so huge. So check out my Instagram. Check me out on Twitter. I don't really post much things on Twitter except like episode stuff. And um, I can talk about what I'm currently reading. Yeah, just briefly. So it's February. Let's see what my Goodread says. I have... Walking in Two Worlds by Wab Canoe. Um, I'm reading the first book because I'm getting sent the second book to review. And um, I made sure to not request any more books that are not the first book because I will feel like I need to read the other ones to adequately review it. So, but it's actually really good. It's about um, an indigenous girl who is shy in real life and in this virtual reality game she's like the top player in the world um and you know 
facing those two worlds. So I'm not sure what book two is going to be about that I'm getting, but I'm really excited about reading this. So I also have Haunt, Love Letting Book One by Christina Maraziotis. She's Greek. Um, this is her first novel. It is 799 pages. Insane. But I am like on chapter 24 and there's 71-ish tap chapters. So yeah, the hardest thing about the book is learning, knowing how to hold it properly. It's a paperback. There is a hardcover, but I got sent a paperback. It's one of the books I'm reviewing for free. Um, and I am also reading, if you could see the sun, I've recently won a giveaway of four books by Anne Lang. It's Liang. It's her first book. It's really good. I have to like pace myself from finishing it. And I actually need to fight it again because I've been reading so many books and like I'm in this dorm that I was like, I put it down. I think it's in my stack of books and I just like, yeah. So it's so good. I'm 62% done with it. Um, and I also was given the complete book entry of Dreams Guide by Stephanie Gatling. I love that book. I'm trying to see if, because I'm like reading different books all at once. I also won How to Heal a Griffin by Meg Canistra. I also have All Out the No Longer Secret Stories of Queers by Sandra Mitchell and like um, many other, other authors, The Poison Season by Mira Rutherford. I'm still reading Bad Thinking Diary, That Smut by Park Dohan. Um, and let's see, I've read three books so far this year. I've read The Whiteout by Daniel Clayton and five other authors. Um, the Companion to Blackout. I was given it the physical copy and I love it. Um, I love it so much. I was so happy like reading it and I'm so happy to have one. And I got bloodmarked for the holiday season. So I read that this year as well. I finished it. My only critique is that her love interest is white. I'm like, we could have done without that. And then The Secret Life of Bees um, by Sue Monk Kidd. I've read that, and if you know me, that's my favorite, my favorite movie of all time. And um, let's see if it will tell me. Let's see my um, <clears throat> what I read for last year. Last year, I read 20 books. Um, I read... Come Home to Me by Brenda Novak, Patricia Briggs, Cry Wolf, The Sex Lives of African Women by Nanda. Um, Darkoya Sekiyama. I really enjoyed that one. All these reviews are all my Goodreads, which I finally fixed my Linktree link. So we have my Instagram, my Goodreads, and my podcast, and my Twitter to access. Um, I 
have some textbooks for school that I put on there because yes, I am that bitch that puts my textbooks for school on there. Um, <clears throat> the Girl and the Goddess, Stories and Poems of Divine Wisdom by Nikita Gill. Blackout by Danielle Clayton and five other authors. I've read the, I'm sorry, in the House of Night series by PC Cass and Casey Cass. I read the first two books. Um, Not All Black Girls Know How to Eat by Stephanie Covington Armstrong. Um, I listened to the audiobook Flashpoint by Susan Brockman, which is a series, but it was like one of those library, tiny library home things. So I was like, I have a CD player. I haven't listened to the audiobook in a minute. Um, last year I also read, well, 2022. Yeah, yeah, last year. All About Love by Bell Hooks. I read that at the beginning of January. Across a Broken Shore by Amy Trueblood. Grave Maidens by Kelly Kuhn. I Miss You When I Blink by Mara Laura Philpot. And The Color Purple by Alice Walker. So. I've read a pretty good amount. I only like increase every time I read more books. So I have some, yeah, I have some reading to do. And other than that, I definitely am very happy to see another year, um, to have the friends and loved ones that I have, to have made the connections that I have made to feel the feelings I have had and my last little comment to end this episode because it's kind of long now is um just love yourself or try to try to find a reason to put yourself first above others or if your reason for being here is someone else then you know you do you and stay safe out there you guys be careful just try to have a little bit of self-preservation and read a book if you can go outside take your medicine drink water do what you gotta do because in this world it just feels like you have to take care of yourself get some therapy talk to someone talk to someone you love don't get into your head about that you're a burden you don't need to be here and you have no one to talk to and it's your inconvenience to talk to someone else you're not talk to me email me message me on instagram or twitter i'm always there for to be reached out to thank you so much for listening thank you for your patience i'm sorry the episode came out late um and happy new year and i hope you guys have a wonderful um month and if you're celebrating valentine's i hope you have a good valentine's and if you have a birthday or had a birthday happy birthday i don't know what my next episode is going to be i guess if something comes up you know i'll talk about it um i'm really hoping to get some interviews in i do know that on the 20th a special interview is coming so i'm very excited about that but yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode and you know just continue to break your cycles Wishing you all an abundance of love, hope, and protection. Blessed be and happy, blessed in bulk if you celebrated it. It was on my birthday. So, you know, blessings to Bridget and blessings to the universe. All right. Bye.